Hey, welcome to the official podcast of St. Luke Amy Church located in Garland, Texas. I am Pastor Amos St. John. And I am Pastor Jasmine St. John. We are the lead pastors of St. Luke Garland. And we're so excited that you have decided to listen to this podcast. Listen, we pray that the message you are about to hear will bless you right where you are. If you want to know any more information about our church, you can visit us at stlukegarland.org. Now, get ready for the word. Beloved of God, how unique and different, unexpected, but joyous and exciting time and opportunity that this is for us to be knitted together in this season. We are excited to be with you, our St. Luke Garland Church family. And even if it's only virtual, we know that God truly has a plan for us in this season to go grow and serve together. We count it an honor and a pleasure for such a time as this St. Luke Garland. And I believe that God will continue to do great things even as we transition to be united together to continue the great work that he has begun. So this morning, I will not be before you long as we desire to truly meet you in the virtual lobby face to face. Oh, but there is a word from the Lord on this morning. So if you would grab your Bibles or grab your device and turn with me to the book of Philippians. And if it's not readily available, it'll be provided to you on the screen. And I want to start at the verses three through six. And the NIV version reads on this wise. I thank my God every time I remember you. In all my prayers for all of you, I always pray with joy because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now, being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Jesus Christ. And if I could, but for a moment, I would like to preach from the subject, a good work, a good work. Church family, all of us, has experienced some things in life that has taken us by surprise. We have experienced moments in life that have made our head spin. They have taken us for a loop. They have taken our breath away. And surely there have been moments where we have been given news that has made us back up, slow down, or be still. The whole country this past week had been living with some level of anxiety as we watched the counting of the ballots as they counted the next president of the United States. And truth be told, because of the results of the election four years ago, some of us couldn't bear to watch the results come in, let alone expecting it to drag on for a week's time. What a unique time this is. This time in where we truly live from moment to moment, where we used to be able to plan from year to year. We describe life as a journey, 
one which is likened to travel down a road. And the road may be straight for a moment and then it curves and then it may dip in a few places. Oh, but life's journey may have some places that have potholes and places that may need repair. But it also may feel like the Autobahn in Germany where life is coming at you fast. But wherever and whatever part of life's journey you are on, God knew all about it before you were even formed in the womb. He has uniquely crafted your journey just for you. And it's our responsibility to keep moving forward. In our text this morning, we get a glimpse of Paul's life's journey through his letter to the church in Philippi. And Paul is writing to a church that he started to a people that he had great affection for and a place that has supported him even through his own rock splitting life changing moments. Paul is writing from a jail, a a place of imprisonment, and he writes from a place of joy in an unlikely circumstance. He begins the letter with thanksgiving and he thanks God every time they cross his mind. And then he prays for them. And not only does he pray for them, he prays for them with joy. And as he's opening his letter with thanksgiving and letting them know that he prays for them all, all of them with joy, he drops a line that sets the tone for us even today. Paul writes, being confident of this, somebody say, be confident. Be confident, whatever you're uh, facing in life, be confident, whatever part of life's journey you're on, be confident, whatever may catch you off guard. And perhaps you are in an unlikely circumstance, be confident. It's our responsibility as ministers of the gospel to instill confidence in you. Without confidence, the enemy can discourage you. Without confidence, the enemy can convince you that things may not work out. Without confidence, life's changes and shifts may seem too much to bear. But you were built for this. Be confident. After we have a relationship with Christ, we ought to be confident. What a level of assurance that all things, that's all things, All things work together. So be confident. Paul encourages the church from a place of imprisonment. Not sure about what his own life will become. But one thing he is certainly sure of. And he writes being confident of this. He who began. In other words, he prompted it. Christ started it. He allowed it. He brought it to fruition. He designed it. He orchestrated it. God, he began a good work. Somebody say a good work. It's a good work that he started in you. Not only is Christ prompting it, Christ is doing it. He is performing it. All of the things that God is doing in your life, the milestones and the highlights, the achievements and the disappointments, 
the interruptions, the setbacks, the missed opportunities, all of them combined together is to shape your development and your character. He is working it out for your good, the good work that is in you. The good work doesn't start with the right lights or the right seating or the right building or even the right pastor. It begins with you. And we have been worshiping from home for the last eight months and we have experienced change at a faster pace in 2020 that one thing's for certain, the church will not look like what it used to just a year ago. But Paul reminds us that despite what it may look like, that he who began a good work in you will not leave you nor forsake you. That he who began a good work in you has not brought you this far to abandon you. That he who began a good work in you has gone out of his way to keep you. He thought so much of you to continue to bless you even in unlikely circumstances. God has already looked down life's journey. He created the road. He placed the speed bumps where you need to slow down and He placed uh, trucks with large flashing arrows, you know, the kind that are on 75 during construction to let us know that we need to move over in order for us to shift out of one lane and into another in order to avoid total collision. He has allowed us to press the gas in faith and pump our brakes in times where we need to slow down. God has fashioned this journey to just get us in alignment with our purpose that he has for each and every single one of us. He began it in us. And one thing is for certain, Paul says he will complete it. Ah, that's the good news. So what shall we say to these things? Christ prompted it. Christ is performing it. And Christ will perfect it. He will complete the work that he has started. And this is not the end of the story. This is not where it ends, but this is where we turn the page and begin to lean into the confidence that we have that God has called us to a greater purpose. St. Luke. And here's the thing about living a life of purpose. God just doesn't call you. And send you to go do that which he has called you to do. There are times where God pulls purpose out of you by creating situations for your purpose to reveal itself. It's like cream rising to the top. Purpose is why God needs you and how God made you. It's the good work. It's like this. Think of a think of a tire. Why, why does a tire exist to roll, right? To to make transportation easier. That's its purpose to facilitate movement. It's how and why it was made, but where mm -hmm, does a tire belong? Not on a shelf. It belongs on a vehicle. That's its assignment. That's its place of utility and impact. 
just as different types of tires go with different vehicles and even more so me being from the East Coast, I know that there are different tires for different seasons uh, and just like tires, your gifts and your abilities will determine where you best belong and how you uniquely roll. Church, he is perfecting the good work that he has begun. There's something about your life, your personality, your abilities that are meant to make things work and flow properly and smoothly for others. And as long as you have belief in the fuel that makes all things work together and make everything operate, then you can be confident that you will get down life's journey safely. St. Luke, we are all on the journey now together. We have been recalibrated to take this journey together. Ah, but aren't you glad? that we all trust in the one who has began the good work in the first place and he will continue the work. He will carry it on to completion. He will finish what he started and he's going to use each and every single one of us to get it done. Aren't you glad about it. That is the good news this morning. And I'm so thankful that God thought so much of us that we can be confident that he doesn't just abandon us when our pastor changes. He doesn't just abandon us when things are different. He doesn't just abandon us in times of crisis and unlikely circumstances. But he cares so much for us, that he will continue to perfect the work that is in us and he will bring it to completion. He has crafted us to be partners in this purpose journey. So St. Luke, let's go to work. This week, I want you to encourage you with three things. Remember the prompting then the performing, and then the perfecting. On life's journey, there will be prompting. Mm -hmm. There will be prompting by Christ Jesus. He's beginning the work in you. Then there will be a performing. He is doing it even now. And then there is a perfecting. He will bring it to completion. St. Luke, let's begin our journey together. He that has begun a good work will carry it out to completion. And I am excited about this next journey that we are on together. And with the Lord's help, we will see him do exceedingly and abundantly above all we can ask think or imagine. Let the blessed people of God say, Amen. You might be watching us for the very first time, or you may be 
someone who has been going to church for a while, but you have never accepted the invitation to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. You know, it's one of the invitations and one of the things that we have to accept for ourselves. You know, we can't get salvation on our mother's acceptance of the invitation. And we can't get salvation on our father's acceptance of the invitation. This is something that you have to acknowledge and do for yourself. So I'm inviting you even now. If you want to uh, accept Christ as your Lord and Savior, I pray that you pray this prayer with me. Say, Dear Jesus, I am a sinner and I am sorry. I acknowledge that you came to forgive us of our sins. I acknowledge that you died and you rose and you're coming back again. Oh, but from this day forward, when I'm asked if I am saved, I'll be able to say without a doubt and be confident to say that I am saved, I am saved, I am saved. If you prayed that prayer for the very first time, wherever you may be watching this morning, I want you to go ahead and put it in the comments that you accept Jesus Christ. And then I want you to email us. Email us this morning at info at stlukegarland.org so that we can walk this salvation journey out with you. Perhaps you want to join the St. Luke Garland family, whether you want to be an online worshiper or want to come join us when we go back into the sanctuary. This is the moment. Don't wait or hesitate. We invite you to become a part of our church family. And here's how you can do so. I'm asking that you go ahead and email us at info at stlukegarland.org. Put in there, I want to be a member of the church. And I want to be able to email you back. And Pastor Amos will email you and we will walk out this new member life with you. We're excited to welcome you into the St. Luke Garland Church family even now. We see you commenting. We see you uh, emailing. And we're just so thankful that you've decided to join us this morning. Hey, family, we pray that this word has encouraged and inspired you. And right where you are, go ahead and subscribe to this podcast so that you can listen to the word of God each and every single week. If you want to know more information about St. Luke Garland, or if you want to sew, please visit our website at stlukegarland.org. We'll see you next week.